Welcome to this week in Wyoming Cowboy Sports here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports and WyomingAthletics.org. I'm Jason Griefer. As always, we're joined by Wyoming Athletic Director Jan Wilking. Jan, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Uh, doing great this morning. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit tired. <laughs> well, you, you've had a lot of things going on, that's for sure, over the last couple of weeks, and we'll get into the, some of that here in just a moment. But first, uh, right before we uh, convene here on this Monday morning to record this, some uh, news came out around the area that it appears that Luke Fickle has decided to stay on as head football coach at Cincinnati and uh, not move to Michigan State, as was rumored for a little while now. I have to imagine that Evan Prater, once he finds out and, get, and learns more about this, is going to be elated that the guy he signed to play for is indeed staying. Oh, I'm sure he will. Um, you know, Evan developed quite a great relationship with the quarterback coach. And, um, you know, I know he was excited about staying home, but certainly in the mind of any 18-year-old, you know, when, when you thought that you were signing up for X and X becomes something different, uh, certainly you have to rethink that. But, um, I guess all that's water under the bridge, and he'll be a Bearcat, and life is going to be great. Certainly seems like it anyway. But, uh, and, uh, so uh, big news around the area for him, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Evan Prater a little bit later on here in this week's episode. But first, we've got some other uh, student-athletes to uh, focus on right now, and let's start in the pool. Uh, swimming and diving, it, it seemed like, then looking at the results, you're, you're sending athletes at, in almost every different meet uh, every different level onto the districts. I have to imagine not only the student-athletes, but the coaches were pretty pleased with how they performed at the uh, sectionals. Uh, they were. I, I was able to um, talk with a couple on Saturday afterwards. And, um, you know, girls end up winning sectionals. Boys come in second. Uh, I think we have 17 um, athletes competing at um, Miami on Friday. And, um, of course, Diving tonight, we have uh, Grace Courtney and Pasha Gerson-Chuck um, competing in districts tonight at Miami. So everything in the pool right now seems to be going in the right direction. Um, I think the kids are getting tapered, ready to hopefully have a great day on Friday and qualify for that state meet following week. So with a lot, so many of them going to uh, going to the districts here, and not only these individuals, but also some relay events uh, as well, it looks like. Uh, what is your confidence level in sending – a number? Do you have a set number in mind that you think could possibly move on to that and be on and qualify for state? Uh, I don't have a set number. I'm sure the kids can, can probably tell you what that number is. Um, I, I think that obviously, you know, our girls team winning sectionals and putting multiple swimmers in, in some different events, um, we've got a shot uh, to probably send, I don't know, four to six would be my guess. But you just never know what's going to happen. Um, you know, you never know. Unfortunately, somebody could get sick, get hurt. Uh, you know, have the sw or fortunately have the swim of their life. And um, you know, it just it all depends. So we'll take it as it comes and see what we can do this week. How do in they? Miami. How do they feel about their chances to uh, move on? Not as individuals, but as a team. Um, I think they're confident, but certainly know that you know Southwest is a tough place to qualify out of. So when you look at the times, um, you know, we're going to have to swim well, and everybody else knows that as well. So everybody else knows they have to swim well. So we'll see what can happen, but, um, you know, off to a great start by winning sectionals and finishing second with the boys. We'll see what we can do. 
Strong showing for your wrestling team at the uh, state duels over the weekend. I believe re regional runner-up. I, I and, and we've talked about the success of a lot of the individual uh, guys over the over the season goes, but uh, pretty strong showing. How did they feel when they came home from that uh, meet? Well, I think immediately afterwards, disappointed. Um, you know, they were on the brink of qualifying for the team state finals um, up in Columbus next weekend, and I think they ended up four points short of that. Uh, lost to a very good Ross team, but I think perspective-wise, when you think three years ago we wrestled Ross in this exact same tournament and lost 60-6, to six, uh, I think that shows the growth of where we've come from as a program and certainly some of them as individuals. So, um, you know, to finish as regional runner-up is a pretty, pretty, good, uh, pretty good start to the tournament season for them. So uh, they still have things to go here. Then, obviously, moving forward is uh, the postseason nears even more so for them. How do they take this performance then and turn it in to uh, momentum for the rest of the season? Well, I think first they're going to you know focus certainly on on the Batavia Invitational this weekend, but certainly eye on the prize of the following weekend, um, CHLs, and and then beyond that, um, you know that. They have some high goals this year, and uh, we'll see. That we haven't won the league since 2004, which is the year some of these kids were born. So, um, <laughs> you know, we'll see what we can do a couple Saturdays from now. Oh, man, that just aged a lot of people listening to this. 2004 And kids I only were know born. that because one of them is mine, and he was born in 2004. <laughs> do you get reminded of that? But yes. <laughs> <laughs> man, Wow. Well, think about that, folks listening out there that aren't in the high school ranks as of now. So uh, let's uh, let's move on here. Let's move on to the to the hardwood. Uh, tough week, tough way to end the week for uh, girls basketball. Uh, falling to uh, Taylor and then uh, Indian Hill, of course. Indian Hill's a spectacular girls basketball team. So uh, maybe maybe no, nothing wrong with that one right there. Indian Hill's a very good team, but uh, nevertheless, uh, postseason is upon us. Girls in action this coming Saturday against North College Hill to start the sectional tournament. Uh, how do they go about regrouping and uh, moving forward and trying to have a nice run in the postseason? Well, I think they are happy with their draw. Um, you know, Saturday they, they played Indian Hill tough. Um, not not tough enough, I guess, because the, the Indian Hill ended up taking the victory. But if you look, if you follow their bracket down uh, a couple games, if, if we continue to take care of business, there's a chance we could see them again. So, um, you know, we'll see. But I think they're refocused on the tournament and uh, ready to go. They obviously won't look past uh, the, the the games before that, but we can speculate here uh, on the podcast. You, you, we always hear it's it's tough to beat a team three times in one year, and, and you can be on either side of that. If that matchup comes to fruition, Indian Hill beat, beat your team twice during the regular season – do do you think they would relish that opportunity to see Indian Hill a third time and uh, try and knock them out for good? I think that um, any time that they have a chance to redeem themselves against a quality uh, league opponent, they would re they would relish that. Still got to get there though, and uh, that begins. Yeah, uh, this, yeah, we got some work to do before. Yes, that, that begins this Saturday at 11 a.m. out at Walnut Hills High School. Wyoming versus North College Hill there. Let's move on to the boys' side. The boys, uh, after the uh, 
the not being able to uh, play Deer Park last week, as we discussed, due to an uh, illness at Deer Park. But nevertheless, so the boys still took care of business beyond there, got refocused, and uh, clinched the CHL championship. Uh, we've bragged about Isaiah Walker multiple times here on the show. He's been he's gone over a thousand points in his career. So now they move forward. The team does. You have Indian, you're at Indian Hill this coming Friday to close out the regular season before the sectionals come into play, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. Team is undefeated right now and uh, playing really well. Obviously, twenty-one and zero. Obviously, Evan Prater. We talked about him earlier. Big part of that. How have they embraced going through the season unbeaten? Some teams just embrace and say, "Hey, we're, we're the big dog. Everybody's going to come get us." Other teams, the pressure seems to mount and can cause some things to crack as the season goes along. How has this team embraced this uh, undefeated run? Well, I don't think it's new to them. To have the target, um, I think that you know some of it. Some of the carryover comes from other sports, um, but I don't think that this is uncharted water for any of them. Um, a lot of times, this is how we go into the last week of the season. Conference title on the line. You play um, what we believe to be our biggest rival, which is Indian Hill, and you know you got to play your best. Now, in terms of pressure. I, I mean, I guess there's pressure on them. Um, I think they have some really high expectations for the way they want their season to end. Um, and I think they're really just focused on that. Everything kind of outside of that, as Coach Rooks will tell you, is just the noise. You just have to focus on what what you can control right in front of you. So um, hopefully they they buy into that, and we'll see. Do you think it helps a, a team like this? As you said, it, it's this is kind of – it's, this has happened before where they've gone late into the season without a blemish on the record. Does it help them in that case now that we're here, that they've done it in the past before, that they know what – kind of have an idea of what to expect? I think it, I think it helps them. I think it helps them a lot. Um, you know, anytime you can say been there, done that, and have some experience to fall back on of, of how how you're going to – your emotions are going to go, et cetera, I think it's very helpful. So – you know, all that being said, who knows? They're they're high school students, and <laughs> who knows what will happen. But um, yeah, I definitely think the experience of been there, done that, helps them. Are you trying to say teenagers can be unpredictable? That's what I've heard. <laughs> okay, okay. I just I just wanted to clarify that and get you on the record for that. <laughs> well, let's uh let's talk a uh, let's move a little forward here with the uh, boys basketball team. As we said, they've got to finish the regular season this coming Friday at Indian Hill, but. Postseason draw has come out. You're going to take on uh, Batavia in the opening round on uh, February 21st. That's a Friday out at Mason High School, 7:30. Uh, when this draw came out, what were your thoughts on it? You're obviously the number one seed going in, but uh, do you feel like you've got a draw that sets up for a, uh, a deep run? Well, I mean, you have to play the games, right? So we'll see. But um, when when Coach Rooks texted me the the draw uh, my response back was it, it could have been a lot worse um, we, we definitely will have our challenges for sure I mean there's a very good uh, Baden team sitting on the other side of the bracket uh, and some other you know good teams before we even get there but um, you know we'll see there's a lot of good teams in division two boys basketball that's for sure 
and uh, possibly at looking forward, uh, Indian Hill could be waiting in the uh, in the district semifinal. Of course, that's a that's a, you got you got to take care of business ahead of time there. Uh, as as they move forward into the uh, towards the postseason, and we kind of touched on this a week ago. Uh, do you get the sense that it that now that they are they're in, they're locked in where they need to be right as the postseason's on the brink? Because obviously, as we know, postseason it's one and done. Uh, I think they're um, not overlooking what they have in front of them on Friday. So I don't think anybody's even really talking about the postseason at this point because I think, you know, the, the focus as it should be is on Friday. And once we turn the page on Friday, then I think the focus can be on uh, Batavia and anything that happens after that. Lastly, before I let you go here, we're talking about you know some teams being in the postseason, some already approaching the postseason. As an administrator, athletic director, how are you with talking to the coaches and the players? Are, are you just carrying on business as usual? Are you talking more to the coaches? Are you backing off a little bit to let them focus in it a little more? Um, probably more because the logistics ramp up a little bit each week, so you know, the, during the regular season, you have a lot of knowns. You have here's your schedule, you know, here's all the logistics that go with those games, um, you know, who you play, you know, where you play, and you set that up months in advance. But now uh, it's it's day by day, it's week by week of how many kids are going to this, how, um, where, who do we play, um, these types of things. And then you layer on top of that, you know, when I logged on to my computer this morning, on February, whatever today is, 10th, you know, the reminders start to kick in from my computer of uh, in two weeks, spring sports start. So is all of the, you know, all the equipment in that we've ordered, you know, all the facilities, you have to start to think of making sure that all the things we have scheduled for the softball and baseball field are taken care of or, or scheduled to be taken care of once it stops raining slash sleeping slash snowing. <laughs> so, um yeah, this is the, the the crossovers is is a busy time for sure when we cross over seasons. Busy time indeed, Jan. We certainly appreciate you taking a little bit of your time to uh, talk with us here, not only today but each and every week to catch up on all thing Cowboy sports, and uh, we'll do it again next week. Can't wait! Thanks, guys. That is Jan Wilking, Athletic Director of Wyoming High School, joining us for this week in Wyoming Cowboy Sports here in WyomingAthletics.org and ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.